If Reality Check Radio enriches your day in life, support us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives, and the dose of reality you won't get anywhere else. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. You're listening to Politics Explained. Back to basics in the political sandpit with Rodney Hyde and Tane Webster. Here on Rally Check Radio, Real Talk with Rodney Hyde, got my good friend Tane Webster, my young good friend Tane Webster. Mind you, that's most of the population these days. And we're covering off Politics Explained. Good morning, Tane. Good morning, Rodney. So this week we've had a couple of people email in and they're wanting to know... What's the deal with politicians or politicians-to-be, as they were a few weeks ago, uh, what's the deal with their ability to comment on or not comment on on court cases in light of the recent uh, whistleblower uh, story? Oh, the Barry Young, yeah. yeah. MPs as MPs wandering around in the community have every right to free speech that you and I enjoy. So they can talk about anything that they choose. Now, Um, Different story when you're a minister, because when you're a minister 24-7, essentially you're representing the New Zealand government. And so when you say something, even outside of parliament, you're representing the New Zealand government. And so um, you have to be a lot more careful. And most ministers get caught now and again just by having a casual dinner conversation and saying something untoward. I know I have. Um. But MPs are perfectly free to talk about anything they choose. Uh, Obviously, they can't defame someone. Um, Now, when it comes to Parliament, it's different. So in Parliament, they enjoy what are called the privileges of Parliament, which have been hard fought for. Um, They can defame people if they choose. Um, They can reveal secrets that other people can't publish. And once they do that, that is able to be reported. So it could be that Tane Webster said in the House yesterday that so-and-so is a terrible person for these reasons. And they are safe from defamation because they're reporting what happened in Parliament. And Parliament is a special place. However, there are rules that apply in Parliament and it's called standing orders, and you can Google it and see it. it. And so the standing orders are the rules that govern Parliament, how we choose a speaker, how we decide who's next going to speak, how long you get to speak. All of that is set out in, um, what do I sort of, standing orders. There's also a thing called speaker's rulings. And these are rulings that sort of like common law that has grown up over time as interesting problems have come up in Parliament and then a Speaker has issued a ruling. And if it's a new area or something that's novel and it's considered to be sound judgment, then that becomes a Speaker's ruling and that too becomes the rule. So while you're in Parliament, you don't have unfettered free speech because you can only speak if the speaker allows you to, and he or she can shut you down. Now, because parliamentary privilege was being abused so much by MPs, uh, they now limit 
Uh, a speaker will shut you down if you just go on willy-nilly to defame someone. Uh, it used to be quite respectful when we had the two-party system with MMP. It sort of broke up a bit and became a bit wild. And so now, um, unless you have a, unless you let the speaker know that you're going to be saying something quite strong about someone, if it was obviously defamatory about your neighbour, for example, the speaker wouldn't let you say it. Also, there's a separation in Parliament between what goes on in the courts and what goes on in Parliament. So the courts can't intrude on Parliament. That's why you can't be prosecuted for defamation or sued for defamation in Parliament because the courts have no jurisdiction over what happens in Parliament. Likewise, it cuts both ways. Parliament doesn't get stuck into the courts. That's what we mean by the separation of powers. Parliament makes the laws and the courts interpret them. And there's a clear separation. And you can see why that's important. Because if Parliament started to criticise judges about how they were interpreting a law, the judges wouldn't know how to go about their job because they've got to look at the law as it is written down. And that's what the citizen only has to look at. And so if Parliament wants to get judges to behave in a certain way, then they actually make the law to be a certain way. Now, that's why the Barry Young stuff is potentially problematic because he is before the courts for um, taking this data as a public servant and making it public. And while that's before the courts, an MP is not allowed to talk about it in Parliament. The Speaker would quickly shut them down. For example, you can't stand up as an MP and say, Barry Young is a hero and should not be being prosecuted. I can say that, you can say that, but you can't say that in Parliament because that would be Parliament cutting across the courts. Even as an MP, you might want to be a bit careful about what you said. I myself would say that one, but I wouldn't say it in Parliament. I wouldn't be allowed to. I'd be shut down and sat down on my on my bottom by the Speaker. However, everything else about this can be debated and discussed in Parliament. So the policy that the health department's running, the data itself, what the data shows, all that can be discussed in Parliament. No problem whatsoever. So, for example, um, you could stand up in Parliament and say, what's the, what's the policy for uh, prosecuting or taking employment action against whistleblowers in the health department? Um, was this policy applied in the case of Barry Young? right? Because you're not talking about the court case. Likewise, you could say to the Minister of Health, oh, has the Minister of Health asked officials to check the claims that Mr. Steve Kirsch is making about the data that Mr. Barry Young released to him? No problem whatsoever. Oh my goodness, how good would that question be to ask? Because Steve Kirsch has got the data, He's made some amazing claims. I think he's right. I haven't checked it, but I dare say he's right. So why wouldn't you be, as an MP, asking the Minister of Health, have officials attempted to replicate Mr. Kirsch's analysis? Have they found him to be wrong? If so, in what way? How good would that question be?
because all we've had at this stage is at home at what is it at home and an attack on Barry Young, no, and safe and effective, no presentation of the analysis of this data. Any MP could stand up and ask that question of the Minister of Health in Parliament. In Parliament, oh yeah, absolutely, it's got to be in Parliament, and the Minister has to address it, and. So can you imagine the minister getting up and saying, no, it's never been looked at? Or the minister gets up and says, yeah, they looked at it, decided there was nothing in it. Oh, can you make that analysis public? Be fantastic, right? Isn't it extraordinary that a person who's had an exemplary career, clearly because he keeps getting appointed to these big jobs where security is everything, Barry Young, has made the decision to release the data. He hasn't done this for political reasons. He's done it because he's seriously concerned at what he's seen in that data. It has to be terrible. He has to perceive it as terrible for him to have done this. He hasn't done it maliciously. He's done it because he believes it's in the public interest. He could be wrong, but you can't doubt his sincerity. I mean, you can imagine people with a political agenda don't like this government or don't like the last government leaking stuff, but that's not what's going on here. He wants to alert the public. Steve Kirsch and others get this information and say, yes, there's a signal in here that would appear that people are dying at an increased rate that have taken the jab. No response from the government about that data other than to repeat the sort of Religious mantra, the vaccine is safe and effective. None whatsoever. That is calling out from a question from an MP. To ask the Minister of Health, has the analysis that Mr Kirsch done been replicated or have the flaws in his analysis been determined by his officials? We're talking... One in a thousand people dying from the from one one person dying per thousand jabs. That's what Mr. Kirsch is claiming. Gotta be a question in Parliament. Or don't they care? Or are they afraid? Afraid. And of course, when you ask a question in Parliament, you'd put that down on notice. Um, you actually have your have to have your party agree. To you asking that question. So every party is complicit except New Zealand First. So New Zealand First MP could ask that question. You could slip it in as a clever supplementary. I could be a backbencher in the ACT Party or the Labour Party or the National Party, and there's a question to the Minister of Health about safety or um, it would have to relate the primary question has to relate to the sort of subject. And then I could get up and say, and have they done any analysis on this? I'd have to be quite careful because a supplementary has to relate back to that primary. And that may not in the ordinary course of a day's events happen. There's 12 or 13 questions a day. Primary questions of which there'll be uh, five or six or seven or eight, I can't remember now, supplementaries allowed. So that's how that would work, and there'd be no problem. By the way, there's a restricted number of um, 
oral questions each day in the house that how that the house sits but there's an unlimited number of written questions that an mp could put in an mp can put in 400 written questions in a day i have done that so those very questions that i asked could be put in by an mp to the minister and they have to be replied to in five working days no MP needs permission to put in a written question from anyone. The questions go via the Speaker's office to the Minister. The Speaker's office checks that they're in the proper format and form. Can't make allegations and things like that. Very easy to frame a written question to ask the Minister of Health, have they tried to replicate Mr. Kirsch's analysis have they checked Mr. Kirsch's analysis, et cetera, et cetera? You could put in two dozen questions about that in five minutes. Not being done. Tragic, isn't it? There is a willful blindness across all our MPs with their head in the sand. Even if you think Kirsch is wrong, still should be wanting to ask that question. Instead, they're running around in peacock hats, you know, singing and dancing in the house, doing hakas, rather than getting down to the things that could be damning out people's health. Anyway, I rambled on, but it's just shocking to me that we have our parliament to hold the government to account. Here's an issue of potentially thousands of New Zealanders dying through a mandated medicine and no one seems interested, not one MP is interested to put in a parliamentary question. There you have it, Politics Explained with Tane Webster. I'm upset now. I hope I hope you're not, but it makes me angry to think that we've had an election and still there's not been, had this amazing release of information, had this amazing analysis. I haven't been in a position to analyse it and check it, but I can understand what Steve Kirsch has done. It makes sense to me but I haven't replicated the results. I don't have that ability. But I'm sure the Ministry of Health could do it in a heartbeat. Wouldn't you want to know? How can 120 MPs plus not want to know or not ask on behalf of us? Maybe you should write to your local MP or go and see them and ask them that they put this question in for you. If anyone's interested, text us, email us, and I'll draft up the question. There you have it. Politics Explained. Drop us a text, 2057. Email me, inbox at rallycheck.radio. Thanks for tuning in to RCR, Reality Check Radio. Do you like what you're listening to or dislike what you're listening to? Either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057. That's 2057. Or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We'd love to hear from you, so connect with us today.